0: This is a Conspiracy Channel. TAPE 1
1: Welcome, to the Hush Channel. Typically, I love to dive into older belief systems as they have more of a connection with the old world and, of course, the Anunnaki and aliens. Tonight, however, the topic is Mormon mysticism. Mormonism is a belief system most people tend to stray away from because of its cultish and incestuous activities. While it is a newer religion in the grand scheme of history, its roots and narrative are quite interesting. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also referred to as the LDS Church or Mormon Church, is a non-Trinitarian Christian church that considers itself to be the restoration of the original church founded by jesus christ one true church refers to the theological position that asserts that jesus christ after resurrection instructed his disciples to spread the gospel under his authority to all the nations of the world and what is known as the great commission and that the disciples vested this power into a singular christian institution of which is called a denomination mormons like several other denominations believe themselves to be the restoration of the original church founded by jesus christ and they are headquartered in. Salt Lake City, Utah, United States. Born December 23rd of the year 1805 on the border of South Royalton Village and Sharon, Vermont, to Lucy and Joseph Sr. was Joseph Smith Jr. Smith was one of 11 children born into a region that was considered a hotbed of religious enthusiasm during the Second Great Awakening. The Second Great Awakening was a Protestant religious revival era during the early 19th century which spread religion through revivals and emotional preaching, sparking a number of reformation movements between 1790 and 1840. 40 AD, paving the way for the foundation of several well known colleges, seminaries, and mission societies, and altering the religious climate in the American colonies. People were now encouraged to seek personal connections with God instead of relying on an intermediary such as a minister. While this movement successfully unified the colonies and boosted church growth, it was bittersweet, as it also caused division as it sparked new religious movements and denominations. Joseph Smith Jr. was born in the midst of all of this. His parents were not on the same page about religion. However, Smith and his siblings were fascinated by the new rage they were surrounded by. At age 12 he became interested in religion and engaged in religious folk magic which was common practice at that time and place. Both his parents and maternal grandfather had the psychic ability to have visions or dreams in which they believed communicated messages with God. Both Smith, his father and two of his brothers worked at looking for buried treasure or what was called money digging by way of using seer stones. Smith would also engage in scrying which is a form of divination in which his seer looks into a seer stone to receive supernatural knowledge. Smith's usual procedure was to place the stone in a white stovepipe hat, put his face over the hat to block the light, and see the necessary information in the stones reflections. Smith and his father achieved something of a mysterious local reputation in this profession. Mysterious because there is no record that they ever found anything despite the readiness of some local residents to pay for their efforts. In 1820 while he had been praying in a wooded area near his home Smith claimed that both God and Jesus Christ appeared to him and told him that his sins were forgiven and that all contemporary churches had turned aside from the gospel. Smith said that he recounted the experience to a preacher who dismissed the story with contempt. This would later be named the first event in the restoration of Christ's church to earth. In Mormonism, the restoration refers to a return of the authentic priesthood power, spiritual gifts, ordinances, living prophets, and revelation of the primitive church of Christ after a long period of apostasy. On September 21st of the year 1823, smith was visited by an angel of light named marani who had on a loose robe of the most exquisite whiteness beyond anything he had ever seen on earth with naked hands whose whole person was glorious beyond description smith said that this angel revealed the location of a buried book made of golden plates as well as other artifacts including a breastplate and a set of seer stones or interpreters of which he later referred to as yurim and thuman that were set in a frame which had been hidden near his home in a hill named kumara in western new York which was Smith's place of residence at that time. Smith said that he attempted to remove the plates the next morning but was unsuccessful because the angel returned and prevented him. He reported that during the next four years he made annual visits to the hill but until the fourth and final visit each time he returned without the plates. Joseph Smith's wife Emma said that Smith used the Urim and Thuman to translate the lost 116 pages of the manuscript but that Smith translated the published book of Mormon using the single chocolate colored stone that he had previously used in treasure quests. Later, American Mormon leader David Whitmer, known as one of the three witnesses to the Book of Mormon, stated in an address to all believers of Christ of 1887 the following...
0: Joseph Smith put the seer stone into a hat, and put his face in the hat, drawing it closely around his face to exclude the light, and in the darkness the spiritual light would shine. A piece of something resembling parchment would appear, and on that appeared the writing. One character at a time would appear, and under it was the interpretation in English. Brother Joseph would read off the English to Oliver Cowdery, who was his principal scribe, and when it was written down and repeated to Brother Joseph to see if it was correct, then it would disappear, and another character with the interpretation would appear. Thus the Book of Mormon was translated by the gift and power of God, and not by any power of man.
1: According to Smith, he returned the golden plates to Moroni after translation, as Moroni was the protector of the golden plates and had buried them before he himself, Moroni, had died. You're probably wondering how an angel could have died. Listen, it is quite a good story, I must say. So, in the Book of Mormon, there are four groups: the Nephites, the Lamanites, the Jaredites, and the Mulekites. The Nephites are described as a group of people who descended from or were associated with Nephi, the son of the prophet Lehi, and Lehi was from the tribe of Joseph, who left Jerusalem at the the urging of God around 600 BC during the reign of King Zedekiah to go to the promised land which was believed to be the Americas not Israel according to the Book of Mormon the families of Lehi his friend Ishmael and another man named Zoram left Jerusalem sometime before its destruction by the Babylonians in approximately 587 BC Lehi's group proceeded southward from the Arabian Peninsula until they reached a location called Nahum for some time Lehi and his people lived there in Nahom in tents Ishmael is said to had died by this time and so he was buried at Nahum. From Nahum, the group proceeded in an eastward direction across the desert until they reached a fertile coastal region, named Bountiful, where Lehi's son, Nephi, was instructed by the Lord to build a ship for the purpose of sailing across the ocean to the promised land. The party of men, women, and children, along with their animals, boarded the ship and sailed until they reached the Americas. The Book of Mormon states that during Lehi's family's journey to the Americas and before his death, Lehi gave important prophecies relating to his children and future generations that were recorded by his son nephi on metallic plates i wonder if edgar casey was a mormon this sounds eerily similar to his readings on people from the promised land joining the atlanteans the people from you and the people of oz and Mesoamerica. america The Lamanites descend from Laman, a brother of Lehi. After traveling from the Middle East to the Americas, Lehi became concerned that Laman and his other brother Lemuel were plotting to kill him and so he, his family, and his followers left and went into the wilderness of the Americas. Those that stood by Laman and Lemuel were called Lamanites after Laman as he was the eldest brother. The Book of Mormon describes the animosity that the Lamanites held stating the following
0: believing that they were driven out of the land of Jerusalem because of the iniquities of their fathers, and that they were wronged in the wilderness by their brethren, and they were also wronged while crossing the sea, and again, that they were wronged while in the land of their first inheritance, after they had crossed the sea. The Lamanites were wroth with him, Nephi, because he departed into the wilderness as the Lord had commanded him, and took the records which were engraven on the plates of brass, for they said that he robbed them. And thus they have taught their children that they should hate them, and that they should murder them, and that they should rob and plunder them, and do all they could to destroy them, therefore they have an eternal hatred towards the children of Nephi.
1: After the two groups warred for centuries, the narrative states that Jesus Christ appeared to the more righteous Nephites and Lamanites who by then had converted into large numbers to righteousness before God. Soon after his visit, the Lamanites and Nephites merged to one nation and coexisted for two centuries in peace. The Book of Mormon further recounts that there were no robbers nor murderers, neither were there Lamanites nor any manner of ites, but there were one, the children of Christ and heirs to the kingdom of God. However. 84 years after the coming of christ a small part of the people who had revolted from the church started calling themselves lamanites again those who remained were again identified as nephites but both groups were reported to have fallen into apostasy the book of mormon recounts a series of large battles over two centuries and then with the extermination of the nephites by the lamanites Historically, Mormons have claimed that the Lamanites are the primary ancestors of the indigenous peoples of the Americas as well as the Pacific Islands. In the Book of Mormon, Lamanites are described as having received a skin of blackness to distinguish them from the Nephites. This change in color is often mentioned in conjunction with God's curse on the descendants of Laman for their wickedness and corruption. The Book of Mormon describes the Jaredites as the descendants of Biblical Jared and his brother. Jared is a sixth generation descendant of Adam and Eve. He is the son of Mahelio, the great grandson of Seth, and Seth is the son of Adam. Adam was 65 years old when Jared was born, and Jared is the father of Enoch. According to the Book of Mormon, at the time of the Tower of Babel, God did not confuse the tongue of Jared's people, and instead they were granted a land of promise, the Americas. They fled across the ocean on boat and established an ancient civilization in America. The Book of Mormon's mention of a narrow nick of land has led some to believe that the civilization that Jared settled spanned from the Midwest to the eastern United States such as New York. As many indigenous American accounts describe Niagara as a narrow strip of land that literally translates to the Neck. Others argue for a location still north of but nearer to the Necks of land in Central America or Mexico. Early Latter-day Saints believe that the Jaredites were descendants of Biblical Ham, based on the group's origins near the Tower of Babel and initial migration into the Valley of Nimrod, an area that is associated with the descendants of Ham as Nimrod is the grandson of Ham. Others believe that there are parallels between the Olmec indigenous and Jaredites. As one scholar asserted that writings of an ancient indigenous American historian named Fernando de Alva Cortes Xtachelo wrote about a group of people who came from the Great Tower to Mesoamerica. Xtachelo wrote that the people lived in an area in the northern parts of the land along the Gulf Coast of Mexico. Funny because the Olmecs were the descendants of biblical Ham. According to the Book of Mormon, Malik was the only surviving son of the last king of Judah, Zedekiah, after Jerusalem was destroyed by the Babylonians. After escaping Judah, Malik traveled to the Americas and established a civilization there. The capital of the civilization was near Zarahima, a land north of where Lehi and his people landed. The Molochites are Malik's people, however they are not referred to in the Book of Mormon. They are referred to as the people of Zarahemah. The last surviving Jaredite, Coriantumur, encountered the Molochites and he dwelt with them for the space of nine moons before he died. When the Nephites were commanded to leave their historic homeland of Lehi-Nephi to flee from the Lamanites, they exiled remnants discovered of the city of Zarahemla to their north. The Book of Mormon records that the Mulekites spoke a language that was largely unintelligible to the Nephites. When taught the Nephite language, the Mulekites recounted their descent from Malik. The Mulekites had in their possession a stone that told the story of Coriantumr, a survivor of the Jaredites, who had encountered the Mulekites and lived amongst them until his death. Much of the prior Mulekite history was lost because of their lack of records. The Nephites settled among the Mulekites. The Mulekites eventually adopted the Nephites' language and religion. And the two peoples formed one nation by establishing Zarahemla as their new capital and naming the Nephite Messiah as their king. Moroni was said to be the son of a man named Mormon. Mormon was a pre-Columbian prophet warrior who was born in 311 AD to a father whose name was also Mormon, named after a land called Mormon. At age 10, Mormon was given instructions by a Nephite prophet named on where to find the secret engravings of the Nephite prophets and what to engrave on them. At 11 years old, Mormon was taken to the land of Zarahemla by his father. At age 15, he was visited by Jesus Christ and at 16 years old, in 326 AD, Mormon was appointed by the people of Nephite to be the leader of their armies and fought against the Lamanites in many battles. He was said to be young, but very large in stature. Mormon went to the hill Shem to take and condense the Nephite records. At about age 24, as instructed by the Nephite prophet Amorun. At 51 years old, in 362 AD, Mormon refused to be a commander and leader to the Nephites any further because of how they fell into wickedness and abomination. However, 13 years later, at 64 years old, Mormon once again led the Nephites into battle against the Lamanites until the entire Nephite nation had been destroyed 10 years later, in 385 AD, when Mormon was 74 years old. Mormon's son was Moroni and Mormon had given the golden place to Moroni before Mormon himself was killed by the Lamanites in the destruction of Nephi in 385 AD. Moroni was the last prophet and keeper of record and is said to have became the angel or messenger who revealed the location of the golden place to Joseph Smith in 1823 AD. And Joseph Smith became the founder of the Church of Mormon. Told you, it was quite the interesting tale.
0: End of tape one.